Welcome to Women in ERP. I'm Abigail Allman. And I'm Steph Poor. And this is episode eight. And today we're joined by Olga Tuchina um, from the Ukraine. And she works for Nubisoft and she's head of strategic partnerships. Um, and yes, we're going to have a, a really interesting conversation with Olga about the situation in the Ukraine at the moment. But first, we'll just have a little catch up. What have you been up to this this week, Steph? I mean, I forget. I've been so busy, but in the last, I guess since we spoke, I've been. I had a holiday, which was nice um, yeah. with my uh, family. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it's just been a bit mental. Just I don't know about you, but work's just gone a bit nuts. So yeah. I feel like all I've been doing is working. So my life's been pretty dull, really. <laughs> what about you, Abby? About the same. Um, we've decided to sell our house, so it's been an emotional week. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but we found we found a really well a really rundown wreck of a house, but it had a big willow tree in the garden. So, just... yeah, all changed. But I mean, it's sort of pay, <laughs> this conversation sort of seems so insignificant when we've got Olga here. Um, so I think we should just get into it and just have a chat Thank about you what you've experienced. Thank you, Avi and Steph, for inviting me today. Uh, it's a big pleasure for me. So just. Um, Actually, before the war, um, the life was uh, was good, what I can say, you know, and uh, um, I'm from Kharkiv, Ukraine, so this is the um, uh, eastern part of Ukraine, and uh, the city is, um, you know, really modern and uh, um, really beautiful and clean, and uh, we call it, you know, that the um, city of students, because we have lots of technical universities, lots of universities in general, but especially technical, you know, and, uh, um, and um, you know, we are really famous, the city is famous for IT, uh, you know, because lots of uh, technical guys, engineers, software engineers, uh, graduate from uh, universities uh, annually, you know, and uh, um, of course they compete with each other and their level of expertise is growing and, uh, um, you know, we can actually, you know, take advantage of this, you know, so that's why Kharkiv especially and Ukraine in general um, is famous for like uh, great talent and, uh, you know, re really talented, really strong uh, like engineers. Uh, and um, I I do love my city and, uh, you know, I've been living there for already 30 years, you know, so that's in the independent Ukraine. Uh, I don't know Ukraine that uh, wasn't independent for me, you know, it's some history from our, like, um, for, from my grandma, grandpa, my parents, but uh, for me, Ukraine is, is always, always independent. Uh, and um, I, you know, I was really involved in, uh, into the uh, business, actually, you know, because, um, yeah, I like, uh, I've been working in uh, software development for um, around four years so far, yeah, and, you know, before, before the war, and usually, you know, days are really hectic, because we have lots of uh, clients, we have lots of meetings, conversations, we have lots of things to do, and uh, so we've been working, you know, really, really um, hard, I would say, you know, and uh, when all this, I, I wasn't really 
into politics. Uh, and uh, when all these rumors, um, when I heard, you know, all these rumors and when all the you know, uh, gossip were around me, uh, like I, uh, I didn't pay a lot of attention to this. You know, I said, okay, so like uh, some, uh, you know, people who are in the top, they are playing their games. And, uh, you know, when everybody, like all our clients, they were of course concerned, yeah, because they uh, also watch the news. And uh, uh, of course it's uh, absolutely serious and important to know if you have a team in Ukraine and uh, so how this will influence the business. Yeah, so of course they, uh, like kept track of the news daily. And they asked me like, what do you think? So uh, like, is there any, potential danger um you know and like i answered but guys i i don't think that it will happen because uh we had like um you know like our company has also some of uh, our top management had the access to government and they say no use like no they don't expect anything yeah and uh uh, and I said that uh, we just, you know, watching these games with the popcorn, you know, and it's, I was joking, like, you know, that yeah. no worries, no worries, just everything will look like we'll be fine. They will um, solve their um, know, problems on the top and uh, we will continue living our ordinary lives. 24th of February, around 5 a.m. in the morning, when we, like, uh, woke up from some strange sound because I had never heard them before in my life and uh, uh, I just opened my phone uh, like and uh, started you know just uh, I got you know some news channels and I started uh, like searching you know for some information and uh, um, not just that our guys, so our like, working chat is active, you know, and guys are sending messages like, did you hear it? Did you hear the sound of like bombs attacks? And everybody, you know, says yes, 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 yes. And uh, I understand that everybody is based in absolutely different uh, areas of the uh, city. Yeah, so it means that it's not some probably some explosion in the city center, yeah, uh, because lots I know that lots of people thought first of all that oh maybe they are, yes something was exploded you know some petrol station for example yeah or so they tried to find some logical rationalize it yeah yeah absolutely and everybody heard it and uh, that was um, the start of the nightmare and uh, nobody knew what would be next and this is probably like. The, the most uh, hard part, you know, because uh, you understand, you're ready, your like, brain starts understanding the situation and uh, trying to think about the next steps, what to do and um, where to run or, or how to stay. And that's, uh, that was hard. Um, and um, I remember that we decided to have uh, like a meeting together with everybody and um, with my colleagues, yeah, and make sure that uh, everything is good. And you know, we had a conversation, you know, just uh, talking. I, I talked to my boss at, at 5 a.m. And by the time he, he was based in the U.S. And of course, like, his family was here in, like, in Hark in Ukraine. And he said, no, like I, right now I'm here, you know, calling to everybody just to make sure that everybody is safe. And of course, like I um, called my parents and all my friends and those who were abroad and, you know, just check. Right, yeah, right. And, and just, you know, convey the news to say, like, it's at the start. Yeah, so I don't know what will be, but 
just know that this started, yeah, the war started. My uh, grandma, who is uh, 86 years old, and so she, she's really, you know, modern and uh, uh, I would say digital. <laughs> so she uses, uh, you know, Instagram, she uses Telegram, wow. she, she has a mobile phone, a laptop, uh, a tablet. So she is absolutely, you know, <laughs> like she, she can use everything and she likes it and it's somehow easy for her, you know. And um, Unfortunately, on the 23rd of uh, February, uh, she fell down and she broke her leg. Uh, she was taken to the hospital. So this was the day before the war started? The day before the war, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my, you know, my biggest concerns were about her because I didn't know if we... Uh, could uh, you know just drive uh, into the city I didn't know if it's uh, safe uh, yeah or not and I know so my mom used the uh, underground and went to her and uh, she stayed there in the hospital so they together spent around three weeks in the hospital and unfortunately you know that was the region that was under severe attacks you know um and uh, and you know doctors couldn't uh, do surgery for, for for you know for some reasons because of the absence of the electricity or uh, like medicine and they they hesitated each day you know we asked like is it today the right time to start to say let's see you know and it repeated every every day and uh, then finally they did the surgery and you know I, I was uh, like really happy and. Um, then uh, like in um, probably 10 days after the surgery so they my family decided to to stay in in Kharkiv as the majority of people you know so what I faced that's um, lots of people who are not um, you know uh, probably so um, so flexible you know so so mobile they feel more comfortable to stay in their homes yeah. still under severe attacks you know even uh so they say i don't want don't want to be refugee i understand that it's safer but i think that my house and the walls like of my house will protect me a safe space yeah absolutely. yeah yeah so that's um and you know it, it was so strange for me as my reaction like if you see the right time to like to move yeah to save your life to to reach um a safer place do this but you know i feel that um the majority of already you know like old people they um they have absolutely different position and uh, i know lots of my friends who are um, people of my age yeah so they they cried and they begged their relatives so please just pack your bags i will pay i will give you like everything that you need so um you know i have friends in spain in uh, like belgium and uh, in European countries, in the US, and they all, you know, they were crying. They said, please, like, leave this city. Say, no. Then, um, like, uh, we didn't know what to do. And uh, some, um, you know, people who were leaving, they said that it's also dangerous because you don't know what to expect uh, on the road, you know, to Western Ukraine, because, the, like, uh, the biggest part of the people went to to the western part and Europe, Poland, Germany, Romania, so, you know, uh, European countries. And uh, we were waiting because 
your brain says just wait you know be patient it will uh, end soon you know so just just one more day you, you should you just uh, you know keep calm and uh, like live uh, one more day and uh, like everything will be good were you at this point were you seeing troops come in were you witnessing attacks was it just you know audio were you hearing a lot of things and i heard lots of like uh, you know sounds uh, of attacks daily of course and uh, uh, the sad news that um, they are continued till this time, you know, there's like, people who remain there, hear them um, like every, every day. Uh, my both boyfriend, so he went to his parents and uh, on the first or second day of the war and uh, uh, they are living uh, out of the city. Yeah. And like he said that yeah, so he he um, like uh, viewed uh, multiple you know tanks, uh, but already already destroyed. Yeah, so uh, because uh, they uh, like protected um, of course like our soldiers and this you know like, really glory to them and they are really heroic. So they um, tr tried not to let uh, troops into the city because really fast they occupied they went to the Kharkiv region uh, but um, it was some day I remember that uh, it was news that they're already in the city but then you know our soldiers just come back yeah put them back right and uh, uh, and then finally, you know, after uh, it's already, you know, a bit like ma mess, <laughs> because for me, it's still, you know, 24th of February, but we decided to, that it's the right time to vacate because things are not changing. And uh, so I took my car, uh, my boyfriend took his car, um, also our like, colleagues, they somehow also, you know, um, gathered together and uh, um, like went to different uh, regions you know so before the war we have a business continuity plan yeah because our clients uh, requested it and uh, of course you know it, it was like proper uh, good you know ideal plan and uh, everybody was happy with it but what we faced that at the beginning of the war we just we couldn't realize it because uh, we saw that probably it would be some announcement and then we'll have some time but it wasn't, yeah, and uh, it it was early in the morning when uh, like nobody expected the surprise attack, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 and uh, uh, and then um, it was a really you know long trip to like uh, to Western Ukraine because of uh, lots of uh, you know cars really heavy traffic um, and. Uh, military machines also cars you know because they also they were going uh to like to Kharkiv yeah to the, the eastern part and um roads you know were really busy and uh, you know this usually it, it takes uh like one day uh to go from uh, eastern part to the western part but it took us four days uh you know and we stayed uh in the hospital and you know thank to like our people you know because uh, they absolutely like unknown people uh, they hosted us and they uh, gave us food for free of course like we could buy this you know but they say 
this is our like initiative this is our wish and uh, lots of restaurants and you know cafes that uh, before the war just uh, you know did their business they said just show me the passport they say uh-huh okay you're from the region that uh, is uh, you know in the like, hot yeah, region please welcome and they you know they treated us really well and absolutely for free and it was you know kind of you you go to the cafe and uh, you can order everything and you don't pay anything this really strange you know feeling a community the community came together to support one another it's really nice um people are fantastic um you know all the all the volunteers uh um in the central ukraine in um you know in kharkiv still you know because lots of people remain there because they said if i leave who will help our like uh, soldiers you know who will help uh, uh, people civilians who you know just cannot leave the city so um, right now i feel that um, our nation is uh, is really united and uh, the world is really united um, you know in their and they eager to help and they're they all caring and um, so i feel that it's you know a big really transformation in the in, in the humanity like you know in general and um of course like sad yeah circumstances but uh, anyways i believe that the world uh, won't be the same i, I would li- i would love to believe you know in this and how is harking now is it is it as you I mean, have you seen any photos of it? Is it as you remember or has it been destroyed or? Uh, yeah, you know, when we were um, just going, when we just, you know, when we decided to leave, um, we like went through the parts of the city that um, weren't really destroyed, you know, because look, it, it was safer and we knew the um, the, uh, the crowd, yeah, like, uh, but anyway, you know, I noticed uh, some of the district that um, were absolutely, you know, in in really bad, you know, conditions and uh, uh, fired, destroyed buildings and lots of buildings without windows and uh, the center, you know, the city, um, this like center of the city was really destroyed and south of region. Uh, um, you know really so that's so i don't i don't think that uh, like people can live in the, this houses uh, you know anymore and uh, but um you know when we were evacuating when we were leaving the um the city we just you know didn't see these regions because we didn't go through these you know places but of course every day i um I search uh, the news and uh, I see pictures and they are terrible because the war is going on. Yeah. You know, because um, it's like still, you know, I um, get some news from our volunteers and soldiers that um, like they require lo- lots of help, support because um, it's, it's civilians, you know, who um, like lose their houses so they need some place to live and also this is a question that should be solved we spoke the other day and and you sort of mentioned the fact that once something's been going on for a while it, it sort of becomes part of life and we don't want this to become part of life we don't want people to accept it it still needs to be it still needs to have that shock factor and that hopefully you telling your tale today 
will help people empathize and understand how bad it really is. It's not got better, you know, it's still horrendous there. And I guess our listeners would be interested in how we can help. Um, what are the best ways that we can help? We see lots of charity posts and that, and that kind of thing, but you know, you're speaking to people that are sort of on the ground there. What, what can we help with? What can we do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Um, so, uh, right, uh, that's a really, you know, good point that a, a person, you know, just, um, you know, gets used to everything in, in their life. Yeah, and I believe that these people who are in Kharkiv right now, they already got used to their new lifestyle, you know, and we are here in Western Ukraine already got used yeah, to like, um, to our new lives, but um, I don't think you know that soldiers uh, who uh, risk every day uh, and um, you know who just probably sleep in not good conditions, who um, you know whose families are waiting for for them every day, you know. I don't think that they can get used to this uh, situation. And of course, we all want them to come back home as, like, as soon as possible. And, uh, um, and we all want this war to, to finish, you know, to be ended. And uh, um, what we especially, you know, I, I will tell you a bit about our company and uh, what we are doing right now that... Um, as as soon as you know we reach safer places, we understand that we can uh, continue operating, and uh, that was really great news because, uh, like almost like ninety five percent of the people, uh, you know, like reached this uh, safer uh, locations, and uh, we are right now operating at full capacity. You know, it means right. that we can do everything that we did before, uh, and. Um, um, so, of course, we uh, uh, try to maintain the economy of our country because if not IT area, if not, you know, those people who didn't lose their jobs, I don't know who can do this, you know, because um, this is anyway, you know, the, the job that can be done remotely and uh, we pay taxes. We, uh, uh, we decided that a big percentage uh, of um, our profit We'll go to, um, you know, volunteering. Um, we have our own, um, you know, projects uh, and uh, that are focused on the help uh, for um, soldiers um, in Kharkiv, you know, and in the Kharkiv regions. Um, and um, so, you know, we we didn't know how our business would go, but we feel the big support from um, from Europe. Uh, and, uh, you know, we started doing a new project just last month, uh, and this is our like, new client from uh, Portuguese, and this is, uh, you know, we are super thankful because uh, people, like, they are not afraid, because anyway, I understand that it's a risk, you know, but we say, we are safe, everything is good, we can do, like, uh, everything will be fine, and they uh, gave us this, uh, this chance, you know, to, uh, like, to continue working and 
also you know one german company and uh one spanish and, and the other spanish company they signed the contract and we formed uh, a team of uh, like dedicated team of experts for them you know that are right now working under their brand and uh, this is fantastic yeah, because you know previously we um dealt more with the u.s market uh you know and right now like um, uk um europe so uh they are really supportive yeah because we all want to play our part and kind of help i guess and when we're not physically there it's a good way of supporting isn't it but that's that's amazing you know because it, it means that but people are so uh you know compassionate um because anyway you know i i thought i was thinking about myself when i saw some terrible news of uh, uh you know some you know children in africa and i thought oh my god like poor guys like poor, poor just this so unfair why but i understood you know that i just it was somewhere far away you know and it, i just it, it was for me as i just see this in the screen and it's some picture it's some another reality and i thought oh my god probably you know when you then go through this events you cannot totally you, you know you cannot fully understand what people can feel you just can guess probably yeah probably it's hard probably uh but till you know almost have to put yourself in those shoes and how would you react how would you do your work how would you look after your family you know it's all all the things that maybe when we're watching the tv we're just seeing horrendous images and we're not actually thinking about the reality of it and yeah. you know how do you get your meals from day to day when there's bombs going off around you like very simple things that are part of somebody's routine that we can't you know we don't empathize with and that's maybe what we need to think about like with you and Nubisoft, it's it's clients, it's customers, it's been able to work. So I guess if anyone needs any software development right now, let's look to Olga and you know Absolutely. see if she can help us. You know, business is just one part that helps us to maintain the economy. But we have also the um, second very important part right now in our everyday life is uh, uh, volunteering, and uh, so we, um, you know, lots of people who. Who are willing to help you know and donate money so i do this together with my colleagues and our com company so we have a like monthly budget uh and of course we share the information and what we are doing through different channels uh, we have a channel in telegram that shares uh you know our activities and what we do and uh, um you know we find trust partners who you know can help like um our soldiers i mean you know who can just do some body armor produce body armor and be uh, buy it and send to the front line and uh, you know drones uh, thermal imagers that are really you know uh, costly and uh, but also you know some simple things like clothing boots uh, because lots of um, our guys uh, join the army uh, because just they want it, you know, and of course I understand that they just joined it, even you know, not having a, a helmet or body armor or clothing. So they are just they go and then this their wives or their family say, please, at least you know, let's collect money and buy a helmet at least, you know, or at least a body armor, at least something, and. Um, uh, being just, I you know also heard that lots of companies have, I'm sorry, lots of countries help, yeah. But still, we understand that uh, lots of people who are um, in need, 
yeah, that for some basic things, medicine, um, as, as I said, yeah, like just boots, because the wars uh, was started in February, you know, and the, uh, the government provided was, you know, really um, like warm clothing. And right now they need uh, absolutely different, yeah, uh, things. And um, so we try to help us with it as well. So can we help you to do that? So if we can, you know, get in touch with you, anybody that wants to help. Yeah, or raise money, like you say. Absolutely. You know, I would like, I understand that there are lots of phones. Yeah, so we are not a phone. We are just a volunteer organization. And uh, um, I really know, I want to say, if, if someone wants to help, if you like, yeah, like, like want to help, I really want to say uh, thank you to each person, you know, so and if people donate, I just, you know, I would like to say thank you to each person. So if they donate, so I would like them to leave uh, some, you know, um, contact details, uh, I don't know, email, uh, phone number, and I will just, you know, reach out to them directly and uh, say um, thank you and share uh, what we've done, what we're going to do. And I think that it will be just, you know, good uh, connection. Yeah. I think, I, I think for lots of people, it, they'd love to know that it, it, like you say, if you're going to reach out and let them know where it's gone, they want to help on the front line. I think quite often when you send it to a charity, it's quite faceless and you don't really know where it ends up and, and probably the full amount doesn't end up. Whereas, you know, it's much more personal. And I think it, yeah, if you can share the details, I think mm. a lot of people would be prepared to help as well. I don't know. So it was pleasure because, you know, we, we understand that um, like the more resources, yeah, like we have, uh, the more we can help. And um, this is just, we understand that uh, even, you know, at the first days of the war, people donated like, you know, like crazy because they, they it was uh, shock, you know, and they wanted this to end very soon. And right now we even, you know, noted that the level of the nation is uh, decreasing and, uh, this is the thing that Abby that you mentioned that people get used to you know the war and they say oh okay again uh, some pictures in the news okay so when will I see another yeah you know picture the resilience that like yeah it's I think it, you're inspiring you're absolutely inspiring from my point of view yeah, yeah. I'm um, absolutely in awe of you and your whole community and country um yeah and I'm so sorry that you're having to go through this because from human to human, war is awful. You know, war is a terrible thing and nobody should suffer this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, girls. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is that is going on in 21st century in the middle of Europe makes me, it, it, it drives me crazy. Absolutely. And uh, it, it has no excuses and uh, this terrible thing as a propaganda as a um, Kharkiv actually you no know, uh, is the city that has used to have I would say right now really strong uh, bond uh, you know with Russians because we share the border and uh, lots of people have relatives in Russia and we understand right now that they believe uh, uh, their TV but not their relatives mm. and they say prove me that these are russian soldiers and say how oh, guys so this you know some absolutely it's illogical it, it's insane and uh, i say did you see who like threw this bomb um like on the city 
I, and when I, you know, hear such questions, I, I think how this is just, you know, powerful machine of this propaganda has been working for the past eight years. And um, we, we try to talk to them, say, you need to stop. This is your government. You need to go to the streets as like right now, all the, the world, you know, is doing and say that no war, like mm. stop this. Uh, like there, is, there are no, absolutely, you know, there is no excuse for, for these actions. You should stop your president. You should stop people who like support this. You should show the real pictures and uh, almost no reaction. Uh, I still have, you know, um, people um, from Russia who understand what is going on. They, uh, they don't support this and uh, they are absolutely terrified by what is, you know, what's what, uh, happening right now. But I understand that the still the percent of the people who support this is really huge. And I don't know what- Do you, what think, that's, do you think that's out of fear? Do they fear standing up and speaking up? Is it, is it a case of they don't want anything bad to happen to them? So they don't want to be against, you know, the government? Perhaps, uh, perhaps, Sabi, uh, I think that it's, you know, like one, one of the reasons, you know, yeah, um, I, I think that propaganda and this, um, the news uh, that showed the Ukrainian nation in really dark, uh, from dark side, you know, in, in really, you know, dark colors and in really from negative perspective, uh, I think that it made big influence on them and the people who didn't visit Ukraine at all they know the uh, like ne they never used yeah never visited uh, Ukraine they just know about our country from the tv but I you know I watch this Russian news and I see like I look through the window and say how can they do this so just you know absolutely different different story and uh Mm, that it was, um, you know, really long preparation. Uh, so this, this all, you know, eight years, they, they were working on, uh, you know, people's reaction to this, I think. Um, you know, I, I think that all the, um, like, Russians who, who are, like, still, like, who understand, yeah, what is going on they uh, try to leave the country so i know lots of cases who said that that's that's terrible i cannot bear it and uh, they just you know move to look europe also us or the places where like, that is out of uh, russia but i understand that not lots of people can do this and, and um, this is the thing as well i'm finding we can't tar you know all russian people with the same brush because not everybody supports this war, you know? Yes, yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and just, I was saying that uh, this is probably, you know, um, a mistake of, um, you know, Ukrainians, but I can understand them, you know, because I feel this pain and um, they like blame not just the president, but also the people who support this. And, uh, you know, of course, like the kind of the nation, yeah, but, um, I, I totally understand that um, people have different positions and uh, 
that's the thing and I, and I guess I can relate in some way here because we have a government that um I don't necessarily trust in or believe in but they represent us as a nation now if something was to happen here everybody would think oh the British you know and and actually our government isn't who represents us as people and maybe that's the same over there with you know lots of people too um so I think it's just about keeping that perspective and understanding that you know everybody has their own views different views that's um that's um, absolutely true you're you're right yeah um my personal you know experience that uh, still you know propaganda um made you know big influence but still you know people say that russia is not equal to putin you know russian people is not equal to putin and uh, i really hope that the like uh, relationship between our countries uh, will change for the better but i don't think that right now it's possible to tell the truth unfortunately uh i think that some time should pass and uh, people should forgive this if they can forgive um people say that around maybe 40 years will be enough just you know just to turn on a new leaf yeah of this history because that's my uh, my grand uh dad you know he passed away last year and he was 97 years old and he participated in the yeah. second role. Yeah, it's that generation, isn't it? In terms of it takes a generation to kind of move on. And I think, like you say, the damage is being done at the moment and it's not something that can be forgiven overnight. So it's going to take time. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a shame we've not learned lessons over history, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we surely should have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In this day and age, it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre that we are still fighting. Mm-hmm. So are you safe now? Are you in a safe place? You're still in the Ukraine, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm still in, in Ukraine. Um, I have lots of right now opportunities, you know, to go um, to any <laughs> probably spot on uh, this planet. And my brother lives in the, in the US and I have lots of... Um, France, in the UK, in uh, like in uh, Belgium, Spain, yeah, and uh, but I understand that I I feel good here. Uh, It gives me, uh, you know, a chance to help more, Uh, and uh, and yeah, and the place is safe. So I'm uh, in uh, Ivana Frankivsk. This is the small, really small city in in Western Ukraine, and uh, I from here from safe region i you know i can continue working i can support um you know our other people and uh, um, I, I feel good you know in, in ukraine because this is my my country and i'm surrounded yeah by by our people and and your family is all safe you've got them all out and uh, they are safe um you know when um, the hospital uh, was attacked. Uh, I um, I understood that I need to like evacuate also, you know, my mother and uh, grandma from the hospital. Thank God, yeah, they are also safe and everything is good. Good. 
Thank you so much for joining us, Olga. Um, we really appreciate you taking out some time to tell us your story um, and sort of the real reality of it, you know, without propaganda. <laughs> um, it's really, I, I'm just, yeah. It's made me really sad. <laughs> really yeah. sad. It, it puts everything in perspective and, you know, what's important in life. Um, but please do share your details because I know personally I'd love to kind of support on the front line as well what, where I can. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, thank you for for inviting me. And uh, um, I really enjoyed, you know, your, your company and uh, um, like that you gave me a chance to share my story. I know how important it is. And thank you for this opportunity. Thanks, Olga. Thank you, Olga. Bye for now.